Philippians 3, 4b to 14. If anyone else has reason to be confident in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, a member of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews. As to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. Yet, whatever gains I had, these I have come to regard as loss because of Christ. More than that, I regard everything as loss because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ. The righteousness from God based on faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in his death. If somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on towards the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Stephen. We stand for the gospel reading. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. There they gave gave a dinner for him. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at the table with him. Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard, anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, the one who was about to betray him, said, Why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He kept the common purse and used to steal what was put into it. Jesus said, leave her alone. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Christ. So God, as I speak this morning... And I look at the story of Mary. May we each look at our own stories in you. And as I speak, Lord, let me speak your words and be faithful and true to you. And I pray that your spirit will open our hearts to what you want to say to each one of us this morning. In your mighty name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. 
going to time myself this time, so I'm going to set myself a timer. Not because I'm too short, but uh, maybe too long. I'll set the timer. Uh, but I'm back, so thank you for having me back. Um, it's the second time I've spoken. Um, might be the last, so every time I'm going to enjoy it. Um, like to say it's easier for me up t- today, but I'm still nervous. Um, I just have a rule with God. Whenever anyone asks me to do anything with God, I normally just say yes. And so that's why I'm up here again. I was asked again. Um, but today I want to um, look at the story of Mary, really. And as I was reading um, the story again and again, I, was just, I just came away just with a new love for what Mary did. And actually, Mary just had a real heart and love for God and her story. And I hopefully from her story, we can each one of us look at our own story. So in two weeks' time, we're coming to Easter. Uh, we're nearly there. Um, Easter eggs are coming. Uh, but also Jesus is going to be uh, resurrected. And actually, this was when um, Jesus was kind of go- is going to Jerusalem. So we arrived at Bethany, which is about two miles away from Jerusalem. And he wanted to go somewhere where I believe that he felt loved and valued. So he went to the home of Lazarus, Martha and Mary, people that he loved and that they loved him, people where he felt that he belonged. And why do we know this? Because we see, this, we see the family in other parts of scripture. Um, in John 11, verse 5, it says this. It says, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister Lazarus. Um, he loved them. He, he belonged to them and he wanted to be with them. This is Lazarus, um, who we saw Jesus raise from the dead in John 11. And this is also Mary and Martha, who opened up their home to Jesus in Luke 10. And that time we saw Martha running around frantically serving. Again, in today's story, she's still doing the same thing. Um, She's serving. And Mary was just sitting, listening. And again, in today's story, we see that Mary is again just sitting at Jesus' feet. And in Luke, it says this. It says, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will be not to be taken away from her. And we also see Mary again at Jesus' feet in John 11. Um, this is after the, the death of her brother. Um, Jesus takes his time to come to raise him from the dead, I think, but he came eventually. And uh, Mary heard that he was coming, and it says this. It says, When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house, comforting her, notice how quickly she got up and went out. They followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in the spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. And the story goes on to see that Lazarus is raised from the dead. But what trust does Mary, as soon as she saw Jesus, goes to his feet. This wouldn't have happened, Jesus, if you were here. That, that full love and devotion for him um, was just amazing. And just a few things in the stories I'd like to highlight. And the first, I, I want to think about um, the perfume. Um, the perfume, um, it says in other um, versions of the story, it says was worth a year's wages. And uh, the average salary in the UK, does anyone know what it is? Throw a guess at me. 
20 grand. Apparently, it's 29,000, the average wage across the UK. And, and it made me think, like, that is a, it's a year's worth of wages, 29 grand on perfume. Now, if I had heard someone spent 29 grand on perfume, I would have some questions for them. <laughs> so, but I thought we'd play a little game, because I like audience participation. So hopefully on the screen now, there'll be uh, a little game going up. We're going to play a lovely game of higher or lower. Okay, so we'll get the first, perfume, the first cost up to start with, just to give you a bit of help. Um, so if you click the first one, hopefully the first price should come up. Great. So this perfume here, Clive Christian's number one, costs £625. Okay, so Symphony by Louis Vuitton. Are we going higher or lower? What do we think? Higher, lower? Going higher, lower? Okay, you've got to mark it in your heads. Okay, so the cost is... There we go, 403, so it's a bit lower. So you've got to mark how many you get at the end, okay? Uh, then we're going for the flower bomb, which sounds like a great perfume. Uh, are we going higher or lower? Make your guess. Lower, higher, lots of... Let's go for the next slide. There we go, £1,902. Who would not like that for Mother's Day? I don't know. Uh, what a great thing. Okay, so next we're going to Roja which are probably the pronunciation, I'm really sorry. Are we going higher or lower than 1,900? People are thinking it must be lower. The cost is 1,902. It's the same. Same. Um, then we go down to Love is in the Air, Valentine's Day classic. Higher or lower? Lower. Everyone thinks lower. And it is 920 pounds. Nice Valentine's Day gift. If any of you got these as presents recently, now you know the cost, so I'm sorry. And Chanel number five, limited edition, because that always adds a few extra hundred pounds. Uh, higher or lower? Higher. Okay, let's go for the cost. 22,000. Uh, so that, I think, was in the Guinness uh, Book of Records, that one. So, I've got, I've got a perfume here. <laughs> Not, not one of those, obviously. <laughs> um, this is pure. Um, but what I really wanted to think about was actually, in the trans- first of all, is the cost. The cost is ridiculous. Like, I just, I can't imagine spending that much on something like perfume for me. But actually, for some people out there, it might be, oh, I spend that every day. But actually, some of you, we may spend a lot of money on other things that aren't perfume. And actually, I want to, us to think about that in a second. But the other thing I was thinking about was, was the amount. I've got props, sorry. So this is a pint. So according to the other versions, a pound, it was about a pint of perfume was poured on Jesus' feet. I, like, I don't like people touching my feet at the best of time. But the, the amount of liquid, the amount of perfume that was poured on his feet was, was so much, was extravagant. It was too much if for, like, for many people. This is the normal size of a perfume today. Not mine, obviously. Uh, I don't wear perfume, sorry. Uh, but this is an amount we all get. And normally you get maybe one spray or two sprays, and that's enough. But it was more than enough. It was everything she had. Everything she had was going on Jesus' feet because she loved him, because she was just in worship of him. And not only that, um, she let down her hair. Now, in big news, in those days, letting down your hair, was you were a servant. It was, it, was, it, was, it was something quite significant. She let down her hair, and she was then wiping Jesus' feet with her hair. Um, this is a picture up here. Just, I just wanted to... I like pictures so people can see. 
She was wiping the hair with her feet. It was so much. It was all that she had. And actually, the perfume would have been her inheritance. It would have been her saving for the rainy day. It would have been the savings account. It would have been her pension. It's all she had she was putting on Jesus. She had wholehearted adoration. And it, it just and it made me really ask the question as I looked at her story, do I show that type of love and adoration towards Jesus? Am I the same as Mary? Do I do what she did? And um, it then made me think of there's a verse that someone really challenged me with once, and it's in Matthew 6, 21. It says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And what they said to me was, you know where your treasure is, because if you look at, one, your time, and two, your bank account, where you spend your time and your money, that is where your treasure is. That's where you'll see where you're putting a lot of your treasure in your life. And that's a real challenge for me. And actually, it's probably a challenge for every single one of us. And actually, with so much of us, so much of our time, we are, we are, fo- we, we are focused or we are, our attention is taken away by other things. For me, obviously, I play a lot of football. So I'm thinking about football. I'm thinking about Arsenal. I'm thinking about the latest goals. Or it could be the latest football bike. Or, um, sorry, the latest bike or it could be the latest car, or renovating your home, or a new kitchen, new garden. So many things can take away our attention. So the question is, how do we respond to that? Am I telling you all this morning to give away £29,000? I'm not, actually, no. I'm not going to tell you that. It's okay. Because it seems, it's tricky. It seems tricky. The thought of it is scary. But what I am going to tell you to do... um, Sorry, just the thought of uh, telling your spouse that you've given away £29,000 is just, uh, that just <laughs> makes me think. Um, what I'm going to tell you to do is do what Mary did. Because Mary didn't just give away the perfume because she just thought, I'll do that, I need to do that because I've been told to do that. She, Mary did what she did because she was in love with Jesus. Mary did what she did because she knew Jesus. Because she sat at his feet, she saw him at work, and she let him transform him. And ultimately, that's what God wants to do to every single one of us. He wants to transform us from the inside out. Not because someone up here tells you what to do. Not because you read it and you think, that's right, I must do it because the law says it. No, it's because Jesus needs, you need to have the love of Jesus inside and let him transform you day by day. Because um, that is what he does. And that's what he did to me. Um, I was at a stag do two weekends ago and, um, with some guys from my football team. And one of the guys called Harvey, who's connected to the football team. So after the football game, we go to the pub and Harvey's always at the pub. That's where he is. He doesn't play, but he's always at the pub. And he knows, and we've spoken a couple of times and I've shared a bit about my story. And he knows a bit of my background being in school and having some troubles in school and kind of living my life away from God. And he, he, was, he was quite drunk, I'll be honest. And he said to me, Stephen, um, which was very official, he said, Stephen, you used to be a wrong'un, which means a bad person in his speak. Um, he said, you used to be a right wrong'un. I said, okay, thanks for that. He goes, no, you used to be a wrong'un because you told me my, your story and it inspired me to be better. Now, I never knew this. I never knew that he thought he really heard my story the last time we spoke. But he said, yeah, you've inspired me to be better. So every day I try and live better because I've seen what you've done and how you've been transformed. 
I, I just felt I was in awe. I was just like, wow, I can't believe you thought about that. I can't believe that in the little time that we've spoken, that you've noticed the difference in my life. So I replied to him, I said, no, Harvey, it's not me. I didn't do it. Nothing to do with me. It's to do with Jesus. So Jesus came into my life and transformed me. And I live this way now, not because of anything to do with me, but because of Jesus. We left that conversation there. However, um, I am meeting up with Harvey this week, actually, to talk more about faith. Because I texted him after and I said, Harvey, you spoke to me at the stag do, do you remember? He said, no. I said, that's okay. I said, um, I said um, I'd love to talk to you more about faith because you were asking about faith. Do you want to meet up this week? And he said, yes. So um, we're going to meet up this week. So if you, you're going to pray, please pray for Harvey this week because um, I'm not sure how that's going to go. Um, so the cost of the perfume was just so expensive. It was so extravagant. There was so much. All because Mary was in love with Jesus and she sat at his feet, knowing him, letting him transform her from the inside out. The next uh, picture is, I thought about the reaction. Um, the first reaction is Judas. Now Judas' reaction was, why wasn't it sold to the poor? It's worth a year's wages. Now, I'll be honest, I can sympathise with that view because we've all seen it. We've all seen things done and think, well, no, why is that done? It could have been used to feed people. It could have been used to house people. It could have been used for refugees, if we're thinking nowadays. It could have started up a programme for kids in the community. It could have like, got a new, um, someone to work with the homeless people. It could have done so much. But actually, Judas was asking from the wrong position. Judas was asking, because it says, it says he was a thief, the keeper of the money bag, which he helped himself to. Judas was so self-centred that he was missing what God is doing. And actually, as I read this week, there was a great lines of just the contrast of the two characters, which I'll read now. It says, Mary is generous. Judas is greedy. Mary is humble. Judas is arrogant. Mary is selfless. Judas is self-centred. Judas stands aloof. Mary kneels in humble adoration. But it made me think, have, do I sometimes miss what God is doing? Do I miss what God's doing right in front of my eyes because of my own self-centeredness? Because at that moment I'm putting, getting to work on time in front of what God's doing. Or am I putting, um, doing the dinner on time or uh, doing, the, doing some work before the deadline? Uh, there's so many things that we're in, in today's society we, that makes us busy. But actually do we miss what God's doing because we're thinking so much about ourselves. And the disciples did it as well. Um, the disciples were arguing once who was the best. Like, that seems like a crazy argument in Luke 9, 46 to 50. And then Jesus says to them, you come to me like little children. Just come to me like little children. Even in that verse, they, they, was, they, um, they said to Jesus, Jesus, we stopped a man who drove out demons in your name. And Jesus is like, what? Like, they were, they were doing good in my name and you stopped them. But actually, do we stop people who are doing good in God's name because of our reaction or because of what we think is right? Um, because of our, yeah, our own self-centeredness and because ultimately we are not God and God is always moving things and we can sometimes miss what he's doing. And as, a, as an example of um, smoking, so I, I, when I was younger, this is like a um, counselling session for me. When I was younger, I used to smoke. 
Um, I used to smoke and I used to go to church and after church I'd pop outside and have a cigarette. And this guy from the church, worship leader came out uh, and he just looked at me and said, Stephen, you shouldn't smoke. And then he walked off. And I stood there and I, 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 was, I couldn't believe what he just said. I was really hurt by what he said. Because I knew, of course I knew I shouldn't smoke. Like, that's what I knew in my heart, I knew I shouldn't smoke. But it was something I was going through at the time. And he, he said those words so quickly. And he probably came from the right place. He probably was wanting to help me. But because he spoke so quickly, it actually caused real damage in me. There was another time when someone spoke to me about faith. And they said, I'm doubting faith at the moment. Straight away, bam, I came with a reply. Why are you doubting faith? God's good, yeah. And I said the right things. But I was so quick with my reply, I missed what God was doing in them. And actually, I didn't just listen and sit. And there was another smoking example where um, I, used to, I worked with a guy um, who was, used to be a, a drug addict. And he has this amazing testimony of coming back to God. And again, I was at a church and someone, he was smoking. And someone said to him, do not smoke. And I looked at them and I said, do you know he used to be a drug addict? Like this, tobacco is nothing compared to what this guy used to do. But God is transforming him. We don't make the change for him. God makes the change in him. And so that's the real challenge for us, is sometimes are we so quick to speak, so quick to judge, we miss what God is doing. The famous song about um, strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord, and even Keith saying it this morning about waiting and being still. It's so important. We don't want to be quick to react. We want to be still, slow, sitting at Jesus' feet, uh, just like Mary did in, in her story. And the last picture is the significance of the story, because we are coming to a time where we are looking at Jesus on the cross. And what I love about this story is Mary's, she knew. She knew where Jesus was going. She knew and trusted in him. Um, as I was talking to someone about sharing this week, um, I was talking about anointing um, Jesus' feet. And actually, there's another story uh, in Luke 7, 36 to 50, where a sinful woman, it's very clear, sinful woman um, anoints Jesus' feet. Um, and it says she is a sinner. And actually, I was thinking about the contrast between the two stories, because Mary, to me, has no obvious sin. Like, she seems quite good. She trusts Jesus, she loves Jesus, um, but she has no obvious sin. But actually, it reminded me the truth is actually we all have sin. We all put things before God. Uh, it, every day we make the mistake of putting something before God at some time. And actually, we all need a saviour. We all need Jesus on the cross. In that story, he, Jesus turns and says, your sins are forgiven. So Mary knew that Jesus was the saviour. And actually, I asked the question this morning is, do you have confidence that Jesus is your saviour? Because that is so key to knowing who we are in Christ. We can see it in the story that, he, um, that Jesus is the saviour because it talks about the fragrant offering. All that perfume poured and it says the fragrant offering filled the house. And the fragrant offering is, not, is a term often used in the Bible. In, in the Old Testament, it's the fragrant offering of all the animals being burnt, the sacrifices for the forgiveness of the people's sin. But it had changed. God had changed it. It was going from the animals now to Jesus on the cross. And Jesus is now that fragrant offering so we can have a relationship with God because of what Jesus did on the cross. 
And it says it in Ephesians 5, 1 to 2. It says, follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. We also see it in the anointing. Like the anointing of oil or perfume is not uncommon. We see it on David and Solomon as they're anointed to be kings. Obviously, they're anointed on the head. But we know that Jesus has come to serve. Because Jesus later, and a few stories later, before he goes um, to the cross, is washing the disciples' feet. He is a servant, and he says, I must serve. And actually, to have his feet anointed, I don't think it's any mistake. He's, he's being anointed as king, but he's the servant king. So his feet are being anointed. Um, by Mary. Jesus is the king and God sent his son Jesus to die for us on the cross. Um, In Philippians, uh, the other verse today, um, Paul, he was was a very good Christian, if we look at today. If you you looked at a Christianity, you'd be like, oh, he's a good Christian. Yep, goes to church, um, does all he tithes what he needs to, and he says it in his in the Philippians verse this morning. Like I, I was a good Jew, I was good, but he says this. He says, "Yet whatever gains I had, these I have come to regard as lost because of Christ. More than that, I regard everything as lost because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For His sake, I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in Him." Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness of from God based on faith. Paul's story is like if you look at Paul's story, he was a murderer and it, Jesus transformed him. God transformed him from the inside out, and he realized that it was not about what he did, it's not about being the best, it's about having faith. It's about coming to God sitting at his feet, showing him love and adoration and let him transforming us. The last thing I want to think about is, um, is your story. Um, so this week, on Tuesday, I, I don't off, I'm not a singer. If anyone ever stands next to me in church, I can't sing, uh, but I do. Um, but this, on Tuesday, I started singing a song. I'm not going to sing it, it's okay. Um, but the words were, this is my story, this is my song. And I was thinking, I know this song. What is this song? So I started searching it, and it turns out it's the song Blessed Assurance. And I, I, read the, I looked at the words, and it talked about um, Jesus is mine. I love those words. Jesus is mine and the blessed assurance. And then I walked up, um, and I was helping at Sylvia's funeral on Tuesday, and I walked through the doors, and the, someone's playing the organ, and guess what song gets played? Yep, blessed assurance, straight away, first song. So I think, God, you're, you're doing something here. You're, you're talking to me through this song. And actually, the song is about an assurance of knowing Christ as Saviour. Paul, Mary, these people who had crazy stories, if you look at their lives, they, they did crazy things for God. But they had that blessed assurance of knowing who God was. So... And in the verse of the song, it says, this is my story, this is my song. So as I leave today, I want you to think about your story. Because we all have different stories. We're all on a journey with God. Some of us are, are really far along. Some of us have just started. But we're all on a, on a journey and on a story with God. And I don't know where you are this morning. I don't know whether you have Jesus right at the centre and you're like, yes, 
on spending lots of time with Jesus and I love it, or whether he's a bit out at the moment or whether he's really far out. But the great news is, is now, this morning, you can change that and you can bring him right back to the centre right now. And actually, my response is going to be a prayer to ask Jesus back right into the centre. And after today, I want you to go away and sit with Jesus and read those verses again today. Spend time with God, walking, worship, just spend time with him. Because he wants to be part of all of our stories and he wants to transform us, but we need to spend time with him. So I'm going to just say some words and if you want to repeat them after me in your heart out loud, please do. And then I will um, finish there. So, Lord God, I thank you for sending Jesus. Jesus, who was your son and perfect. Thank you that he died on the cross for me. And because of that, I can be forgiven. God, please forgive me of my sin. Jesus, come into the centre of my life again. Let me be like Mary and sit at your feet every day. Amen.